And welcome to Action Line. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have Assemblywoman Carol Treem. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's 4th of July weekend. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Long weekend and maybe even some sunshine. That is always the hope. That is always the hope. I mean, for folks asking for it on Capital Chat this morning, I said if you ask for it on Capital Chat, you got a solid 80-20 odds of it being summer. <laughs> That's good. So... Now, moving into, obviously, the big things I want to talk to you about is the assembly meeting on this Monday, this mm-hmm. Monday that just passed. And so the first big topic I want to hit with you is the short-term rentals. So what where, what kind of progress did the assembly make on that front? Yeah, so we have a short-term rental ordinance in front of us to require registration of short-term rentals. So anybody who owns a short-term rental, operates a short-term rental, would need to register once a year with the city to tell us some information about that, mainly like what kind of unit is it? Is it an apartment, a room, uh, a whole house, that kind of thing. And we had that up for public hearing recently and we heard a lot of testimony from short-term rental owners and operators that they wanted some changes. So we kept that with the assembly and then this week at the Committee of the Whole, we made some tweaks that are hopefully gonna make it easier for short-term rental owners to fulfill that registration requirement. Okay, and could you give me some examples of what some of those tweaks are? Yeah, so we made, uh, you know, we had previously on the, in the ordinance, it was going to require a short-term rental owner to describe what amenities were offered. And that's not something that we actually really want to collect data on. And we hadn't defined amenities very well. So it was, you know, like, do you, do I need to tell you if I own a coffee maker? Like, no, the city doesn't care about that. So we removed that from the ordinance. And then we kind of clarified uh, a couple of other points that just were unclear. And we we saw a draft of the form that they'll be filling out. And of course, it'll be available online too. And it's a pretty simple form. It's name and address. And then that information I mentioned of what kind of unit you're operating. And that'll be it once a year. Uh, we just fill out that form or check that your information hasn't changed. And that's all we'll need. Okay. And one thing I thought was interesting, and you and I were talking a bit before the show, is that while we've been really, you know, putting a lot of attention on this issue, you know, the last couple of months, it sounds like this has been in discussion for quite some time. Yes. So I think we first talked about this almost exactly a year ago in the Finance Committee, where, you know, we've been really focused as an assembly on housing, and we hear a lot about short-term rentals and do they have an impact on housing? And one of the things we wanted to know is what we need we need information we just don't know how many short-term rentals are out there it's not quite as simple as just scrolling through airbnb to see what they are so we talked about a year ago you know what if we required some kind of registration where we were going to collect this information and now we are you know moving at the speed of government we are finally there i was say that is a phrase i've used many a time whenever anyone's like things just need to happen i'm like well government moves at the speed of government it'll get there when it gets there is annoying or as proper as that may seem, depending on your your persuasion on that front, it's it'll happen when it happens. Yes, and I'm I'm glad that we've finally done this. I think it's gonna be an important step so that we know what we're dealing with when we talk about what is the impact of short term rentals on our local housing crisis. Gotcha. And then speaking kind of on that front, you know, I understood kind of early on there were some talks with the short-term rental stuff that there might be like a like a fine or like a fee if they don't 
get the registration. Was that still in there? Um, I think there's a, a small fee, if a small fine if you don't comply, but it's it's really very easy to comply. And we had talked, I guess another thing that we changed was uh, clarifying, you know, you're required to let us know if something changes, but it's really the basic information that that we're asking if it changes. So basically, are you still operating? If you close your business, uh, we would like to know. And we did make that uh, period longer. It had been 10 days that you had to let us know. We made that period 30 days, which is the same as uh, for the sales tax. So those folks would also be informing the sales tax office that their business has closed, would line up with that. Um, those are the kinds of tweaks we made. Okay. And I wanted to bring up a, a statement made during a, a different acts line about this topic, which is that you know the short-term rentals play a role because we have a lot of independent travelers that come through Juno that then, in terms of economics, spend more money than maybe the cruise ship passengers do. Is that another key factor in this? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we definitely don't have enough hotel space in Juno. You know, our hotel rooms are kind of exorbitant prices and really unaffordable for a lot of folks. So I think short-term rentals really fill a need in our community. And I'll tell you, I personally, I don't think they should go away. I think we need to know what they are and potentially put some regulations on them because unlike hotels and traditional B&Bs, hotels and traditional B&Bs are regulated by the city and short-term rentals are not. So I'm fine if the assembly moves forward and puts some regulations on short-term rentals, but I, I don't want to see them disappear. I think they do feel a really important need in Juneau and we need to be aware of that. Okay. And then my other question on that front is obviously because you've, as you've mentioned earlier, this is also ties into our, you know, the longstanding housing problems that Juno has. And so it makes me wonder that maybe with those, if we put more sort of regulations in place for those short-term rentals, if we then, could that potentially mean that we would see less and then maybe there would be more housing that opens up? Because that seems like that was a concern for some folks is this idea that the short-term rentals then cause it so that there's less housing options because everything becomes a rental. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we hear anecdotally is that, oh, I got kicked out of my, you know, the apartment or the house I was renting for a long time because the owner is going to turn it into short-term rentals. And we hear that anecdotally, but it's hard to know exactly. So hopefully this registration helps us identify if that's a big problem of of whole living units being just turned totally into short-term rentals and that i think you know is a problem it does affect the housing market in juno which is like just at such a point right now that any additional units are going to be helpful and taking away any additional units is is harmful so i think we need to be aware of that when we're talking about what potential regulations there might be on short-term rentals okay and I would, and I, I'm, I am. Well, I will note that I am glad you know that that would be anecdotal because until we can get hard, you know, hard numbers on that, it's hard to say that that is the situation that's going on. It's not to say that it may not be, but until the city has hard numbers, and even if I, until I have hard numbers, we can't say that. You can't put a claim on that because you just there's just not enough to go off of. Exactly. Okay. And so I guess I'll, I'll ask maybe one more question on the short-term rentals. Then I want to move on to the other big topic kind of going on right now, which is that with those, you know, new regulations for short-term rentals, obviously that would require them to, you know, even do a record registration fee. This is different from like the fine conversation where the fine would be if they didn't do all their proper paperwork. With that registration fee, what could that do in terms of like looking at the city funding? How could that play a role? Because obviously 
I think the biggest comparison here would be like the the passenger fees that come from the cruise ships. Right, right. So actually, there's no fee associated with it. And I think we are limited on on fees of charging. We could charge a fee for the time that it takes the city to process these. And in this case, we're not going to do that. So a, a fee is not a great option for you know raising revenue that we could put in the affordable housing fund for example but the assembly is talking about changing the allocation of our hotel bed tax which short-term rentals pay hotel bed tax so they are contributing in that way and sales tax so we've talked about taking um, that hotel bed tax which our revenue has just gone like skyrocketed recently in changing the way we've traditionally allocated that and possibly putting some of that money towards the affordable housing fund, which would be, I think, a better, more sustainable way to have that funding go towards housing than trying to charge a fee on each individual short-term rental unit. Okay, and I think I did mean the the tax there. I think I just got all these different things that the city does for funding kind of jumbled in my brain, so I apologize for that, but I do appreciate you correcting me on that front. Now, we are going to be moving into our break here in just a moment, but I did want to tease out that obviously the big topic at hand is the City Hall and the discussion around that. So if you want to add maybe any small details you want to add, because like I said, we're about to go into our break here in about 40 seconds. Well, I will say uh, it's a controversial subject. Um, I'm sure your listeners have also heard that I unfortunately am resigning from the Assembly, and I'll say... City Hall is a topic I'm not going to be sad to miss out on the discussion about because it is such a thorny, controversial topic. Lots of things on both sides. All right. When we come back, we will get more sort of in-depth on that topic. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis, as always, and I still have Assemblywoman Carol Treem. Now, it is time for us to tackle the thorny discussion of the City Hall. And so what was part of the conversation around that on Monday? So Monday, we took action. Um, what we did was really kind of a technical thing so that we could comply with state law by disseminating information about the bond proposal that will be on the ballot during kind of the campaign season to have the city do that. So it looked like we were going to spend an extra $50,000 and really that's not additional money. Um, it's it's just the same salary that and money we spend on public information already and what we were doing was kind of a technical requirement. But that said, that's something that we the assembly voted down last year. So this is a change. And it was unanimous. And I think that uh, I'll tell you, I and I think my fellow assembly members who voted against it last year have learned our mistake last year. Um, there was a lot of misinformation out there about what the project was and how much it was going to cost. And the city couldn't do anything to give the right information. So I think this year, this will allow the city to put out what the correct information is and follow all of the state rules about how you do that since it is an election. And I think that will be really helpful to let voters make a really informed choice. Okay. And now one of these, one of the things that we've been hearing thrown around about the the city hall was this description of it's not, it's not this Taj Mahal-esque building. It's not trying to be this super massive, fancy thing. No, not at all. Um, I mean, it's it's designed to be an appropriate city hall that will last hopefully a long time. The city and borough of Juneau, we 
plan to be here forever, right? We, we hope that the city and borough of Juneau exists forever. So we need to think really long term when it comes to things like our city hall building. So it's it's not uh, it's not going to be a palace. It's not going to be like, you know, the governor's mansion or anything. It's, it's going to be a functional office building that will last hopefully a very long time. Okay. And I think another key component to, to add in this conversation is what were some of those key factors that led into this decision of, hey, we need to start looking at trying to get a new city hall? Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the biggest things for me is that we rent so much office space. And like I said, we want the city and borough of Juneau to exist forever. Why are we renting office space? You know, we're, we can own it and it will be cheaper over the long run to own the facilities where CBJ work gets done and where CBJ employees are. So that's the biggest one for me is how much office space we're renting. And the other thing is the current state of the existing city hall. If you've driven by, you see it's, it doesn't look that great. And, you know, there's peeling paint. Well, we could repaint it, but then you have to get into fixing the siding, and then you have to get into fixing the windows. And it turns into maybe this close to 15 or $20 million project just to kind of get the existing building to be, you know, livable. And why would we dump that money in there when it doesn't fit our needs anyway, when it's already too small? And that building could be used... I mean, it's a great downtown spot. It could be used for a much better purpose than what it's currently being used for. So I think that's another really strong argument that I think says is in favor of a new city hall. Okay. And then in what way would the the new city hall be more, how would that make it be more efficient for the city? Like what are, what is their other motivation wise? Because I know some folks view it as it's just the city spending money on itself. Right. I mean, and the the truth of the matter is that you you have to do that sometimes. It's really unpopular, as we can see, to like say, well, the city's got to spend money on itself. But it's true. I mean, I think any business also realizes you've got to invest in the business if you want it to continue, let alone grow. So I think that, um, you know, it's true that the city is going to spend money on itself so that it can provide the services that it does and so that it can help the residents of Juneau, you know, who make up the city and borough of Juneau. Okay. And then I know one of the other sort of arguments that I've heard in relation to City Hall is that maybe instead of, you know, doing this whole new building, we could do, you know, sort of better directions, you know, making it more clear where you need to go so there wouldn't be that confusion but it would still keep the same layout that it currently has. Yeah, well, part of that problem is that actually we're we're already losing space where we are. So um, the Alaska Heritage Institute bought a building where there are a number of city offices, the finance department and the lands department are in there. So they need to move anyway. There's a lot of problems with uh, the building where community development is. I think the building has a lot of maintenance issues and it hasn't uh, been very functional. So I don't think that that's a very good sustainable solution for that department either. And that's a department where a lot of people need to go, right? When if you wanna build something, you need to go to community development department. So I, you know, we could find other places for those departments. That's that's true, but it doesn't solve the main issue of you know our services are way spread out. Okay, and then I want to circle back to one of the points that you brought up earlier, which is you know the idea of all these maintenance costs. Would it be more efficient to do the new city hall instead of doing the maintenance, or would it be more efficient to just? patch up what's there yeah. versus building a new facility. I mean, I think that depends on the timeline that you look at. So 
I'm I just turned 35 recently, right? So I'm I think I have a fairly long-term perspective on on what I'd like to see in Juno. Over the course of my lifetime, well, even hopefully knock on wood less than that. Um, a new city hall will be less expensive than maintaining the existing building. If you're looking at just the short term, like just in the next couple of years, yeah, $20 million is less than $40 million. So that would be you know, the more efficient way to do it, but only in the very short term. And I think that we should be looking at this on a much longer time scale than what the immediate impacts would be. Okay. And then during during the assembly meeting, did they give a sort of a time scale on how long that new city hall would take? Uh, how long it will take to, const- would yeah, take if, to construct? If or? we were to go forward with it, how long would it take to construct? That I don't know. I mean, I think we have some preliminary plans. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you actually how long it would take to construct. Okay. Because I know that was another one. Is like, but if it takes a super long time, then like then that's going to be even more money that keeps getting spent on that. And so that was another concern that had been brought up to me in the conversation. And so I guess is there now that we kind of getting close to the end here. Is there any other big things that you would like to hit that I haven't <laughs> asked you about? That's always another question I want to throw in there because I'm only human. There's maybe going to be things that I have forgotten or that I haven't noticed that you, as my guest, think we need to discuss. Well, um, you know, the, the big news is that this week I did announce yes. my resignation from the assembly, which will be effective on July 10th. And it's, uh, um, you may have heard, moving uh, out of the country for some family medical issues with my husband. Uh, we've got a family member who needs some care. And obviously, the right decision to make for our family. But it is going to be really sad for me to say goodbye to the assembly. It's been five years of my life, um, a very intense five years going through COVID. And probably I think the most important thing I've done in my life so far, and I'm going to miss it a lot. And I'm sad to be leaving. Um, and it also leaves a, another seat on this year's election. So when I encourage anybody who's maybe had thoughts about running for assembly before this could be your year. Gotcha. And I, and I did want to acknowledge that you had your resignation. And if you are listening and want a bit of comedy, I had finished our new news on Wednesday. And then moments after finishing said new news was when, Carol, you gave out your announcement. And I was like, ah, if only that came out maybe like 20 minutes sooner, I could have squeezed <laughs> I'm it I'm sorry. <laughs> I had no, I, I didn't control the timing of the press release. So You're all good. And that's why I then also double check with you yesterday to verify that you would be coming in today so it was nice to hear you verify that so we could have this conversation today and i think one of the, like you mentioned you know the fact that there is going to be that new running there as i've i've said this on promcore a few times when i've come in there and uh, talked with wade that if you are someone that feels that you should be you know you think you could do things on the assembly you feel like you should run there's always people who talk the talk but when there are these elections that is your opportunity to walk the walk would you would you say would you agree with that kind of statement or would yeah, you reword that, it somehow that, no that i think that's true but it can be really it's it's a really scary thing to do to put yourself out there and run for office i was terrified the first time i did it i mean i was terrified for like 3 months straight during the campaign so i understand that it's it's not an easy decision to make but i want to say that it's absolutely worth it 
it's totally worth putting yourself out there. It ends up not being as terrible as you think it might be. So it actually, um, people really appreciate you when you've put yourself out there like that. I think people recognize that that's a challenging thing to do and they respect that. So I, I would just encourage anybody who's ever maybe thought about it, but has thought maybe it's not the right time or you know maybe not this year. There's never gonna be a right time. You'll never feel like, yes, I am totally ready to do this. So I, I think just go for it and do it. And it's an amazing experience running and it's an even more amazing experience to actually be on the assembly. So I think um, I would really encourage anybody who might be hesitant about it to, to do it, to just do it. Gotcha. And now, you know, I was going to ask if you had any final things you wanted to wrap up with, because we are about to enter our final minute. But I feel like that was a lot of good wrap up. But you still might have more. Um, well, I just I just want to say thank you to everybody in Juno who has given me the opportunity to do this for the last five years. It really is an incredible honor to have been one of the nine assembly members, uh, you know, hoping, hopefully leading Juno through COVID and out of COVID. And I just... I love this community a lot. I hope I can come back soon. And just thank you to everyone who has allowed me to do this. Gotcha. Well, Carol, I'd like to thank you for coming on, taking the time to talk with me, especially considering what happened very quickly within the time that I got in touch with you. And, you know, best of luck in your future endeavors. And if you do come back around in Juno, you know, you you never know. You could try again. You, you can go back. Know. You could yep. go back for the, board, the assembly again. Yep. Thank you. All righty. You've all been listening to Action Line on KINY.